Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Morning's here, oh morning's here. Hello everyone. Saturday Draft Live back again once again with the new season. It's myself, Jack Graham, doing the, the hosting for today's show as we're back kicking off season 15. The scoring has went underway this week and plenty, plenty has happened already. There's a there's points galore have been all over the place and we'll break it down just very shortly. And I'm joined by none other than the, the returning man to the draft, not returning to SDL, who's always been in SDL, but he's returned to the draft this season. David Hawkney, Dave, how are you doing? Yep, doing uh, a lot better this week, uh, given that I unfortunately missed last week due to illness and definitely not a very bad hangover. <laughs> I got, you got a yellow card for that one. I said, sleep, sleep, sleep in. Wait, 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 wait. When have we, ever introduced, when have we ever, ever introduced the concept of yellow cards? Like, surely this should have been discussed with everyone. Nah, 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 nah. Well, no, no, no one else has slept in through our show, Dave. Mm, I can name a few people on this podcast that have done so. Aye, but for SDL, for SDL, that's what I'm Okay, that's okay. What I'm, that's all. We'll move on. We'll move on. We do have our, our usual, our usual scorings that, that, that is going on, and our, our third highest scoring this week, uh, Dave, is none other than the man. The man that's feeling very to himself is Sami Zayn. Uh, he's got ten points. You know, obviously he's, he's he's not had the title matches that his, his, his tag team bloodline counterpart has, but he has been all over the shop, and he was Andy Mitchell's number one pick, and I believe he's Andy Mitchell's captain as well. No, yeah, that's start. right. No, nah, very good start. Like we said last season, I think Sami Zayn was sort of the the, uh, the silent scorer. You know, he was a last round pick last time, but he racked up so many appearance points. You know, he basically carried Ryan Dalglish to the victory last season, and he seems to be doing the thing again this time around. It's difficult to say, you know, where his his stance will lie. You know, given the it's a Royal Rumble season, but it's as long as he's heavily associated with the bloodline and the captaincy he's put on him, I reckon. Sami Zayn's performance this season is certainly enough to put Andy in with a shout of maybe a surprise surprise win this season. Aye, so I mean, if, if, if you know ten points, imagine if he does that every week. Especially, it's not it's not it's not too bad at all. When with the bloodline appearing all over Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. it's certainly not something to be sniffed at. We'll, we'll move on to our number two of the week. It is my captain for this season. It is Austin Theory. He is on 11 points after a successful title defence against uh, Mustafa Ali after a dull segment appearance. He got a couple of couple of uh, appearances backstage as well. Uh, are you surprised to see that Theory went round one given given what happened one in the bank? But he's got this new persona, so to speak, this kind of new grit about him. A little bit, but at the same time, you know, towards the end of last season, he sort of reinvented himself in the best way possible. And now that he's recaptured the United States title, I think that puts him back in contention to be at least one of the first two rounds to be picked. And obviously, you know, Jack, you've got a very decorated history with being in the draft. You know, you know, seem to know who to pick and when and what time. And Austin Theory's new revitalized character, I think, is going to do him a world of good here. Even especially if he defends the U.S. title regularly between now and the Royal Rumble, I believe he's also your captain as well. Yeah, my captain. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we could, you could be him with a good chance here, especially now that you know he's not parading around taking selfies. Now he's got a much more 
almost ruthless aggression-esque attitude about him. And if he regularly defends the US title a la, like, you know, maybe John Cena in 2004, etc., I reckon you could have a big-time scorer in Austin Theory this season. I mean, developments have already happened. They dull silent. If you took out Theory, which got the DQ win, they've got Rollins versus Lashley next week for another contendership for the US title. So you, that's, mm-hmm. that's a couple of matches already set up for down the line, which ain't, which ain't too bad in this short season, Dave. You got it. I, I'm oh, yeah. very happy. Very you get happy at least four, four or five opponents between now and Rumble. You know, that's, that's more than enough. But uh, one that's, that's done very well this week, one that's maybe... You could argue why the Cavs he wasn't on to begin with, but we're given maybe the rest of the team that he's got and uh, the, the pay-per-view that we're talking about later on. Uh, Usos are the, the number one performer of the week so far, Dave, with 13 points. Two of the title defences on Raw and SmackDown. Usos being the very first pick is an absolute no-brainer, I think, considering that we know they're not going to drop the belts until Mania. We know they're going to be all over the shop with the bloodline. as they are, they are pivotal characters in that. It's, it's such a good get for Ross. Yeah, and I think in the chat as well, the GOAT said Ross is going to regret not putting the captaincy on the Usos, I believe, because uh, they had two title defences this week, once against Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens and the other against Sheamus and Butch, uh, both successful defences. I mean, if they had the if he had the captaincy applied, he'd be commanding the top of the table right now, I reckon. So, bit of an early faux pas. Well, I, I think it will, it will, time will tell at the end of the season. As I said, we'll talk about the pay per views come up later on because Ross's round two pick as his captain as Bron Breaker that will be defending his title tonight. So, we'll, we'll obviously, he's hoping for the, that's the captain attention. But we'll, we'll, we'll speak about that later on. But for, in the meantime, Dave, we'll go through the rest of the, the rest of the table. But unfortunately, oh, oh please don't, it's, please don't. It's, it's not been a great return uh, this week, Dave. The, the West End Country Club. <laughs> are only on uh, four points. If we take a quick look at your team and how well they've done, Sheamus and Magnus one, Wesley got one, Dan Priest got two, and the Young Bucks and the Keita Lions didn't show up. It's it's not the return you've been hoping for in the first week, Dave. The bu- where was the best of seven series? The Bucks and Death Triangle and the Elite etc. They're supposed to be all over Rampage and Dynamite, you know, with this best of seven series, but oh, I've been... Massively fucked over as well with the uh, Nikita Lions not being featured in the Iron Survivor as well. That was the gamble I took with that. And I don't know, it's Bianca's just sort of like a. I reckon she's just lying in wait for a big title defense, uh, whoever wins out of Bailey and Bliss. I will. I think. I think. The fact that Spooking Hat on, Bliss will win it. And uh, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be the opponent for the Rumble, I think. But we'll see Bliss turn into our new Wyatt character. Maybe it's going to come up or whatever. And then you're going to have Ray Ripley win the Rumble. I think that's what's going to. I think that's what's going to go down. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Move on. Uh, Gary Kern with Team Viscera. He's on nine points. Obviously, not maybe not the start that he was hoping for as well. Drafting second. Obviously, he was hoping Drew was going to be the tag title match. Well, maybe not because they lost. Uh, but he's, he's injured and his, 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 his team around only made a couple of appearances here and there. Uh, we move on to just above him with uh, Grant McRobbie with what the Fanaki on 10 points. Uh, Ryan Leash with part-time regular standings in 15, tied with Andy Mitchell, Ryan's wardrobe on 15 points as well. Stephen Wilson with Papa Chips on a steak bake on 17 points. Ross McLeod, Head of the Widow, 
goat with team goat and Scott McLeod was Sidney Danny draft on eight, all on eighteen points in tied with second and and uh, not to toot my own horn Dave but a, a recurrent theme in the draft mm. is that the first week I I I always seem to have a good lead as it's nine point lead so far twenty seven points with three times Kings I draft and. Uh, I'll take a quick look at my team. I won't dwell on my team too long. Uh, let me take a quick look. <laughs> you just end up to your own heart either. <laughs> Austin Theory on 11 points. Jimmy Hater on two. The OC in six. Finn Balor on two. Jade Cargo on four. And Santos Escobar on two. It's It's been a very good week. But maybe, maybe not, I wasn't expecting such a good week, but that's also with captain choices maybe going on a different football week. We'll speak about that later mm. on. But that's that's how our table's shaping up so so far, Dave. It's a, it's, it's a great start for me. But who's, who's had a great start in the Listeners League? Take it, take it away. How's the Listeners League getting on? Well, I mean, um, the Listeners League, you know, obviously, given their setup, you know, they've been scoring pretty big so far. We have some returning returning names so far and a couple of new faces as well. So fifth place this week, we have Craig Forsyth with... Uh, witty team name here in brackets, which is pretty poor. He's joint with Tom Brock, you know, a, a Listeners League original with World Cup winners 2022, also on 33 points. But let's also not, not point out original winner, like past winner Matt Smith in the Booty Woes. He's also on 33, but so they're all effectively sharing fourth place here. Then we have the, le- the man, the myth, the legend that is Robert fucking Shaw and the Draft Bastards on 34 points. And second place, Michael Clottier with Excalibur's new romance on 36 points. But our first um, listeners league top of the table is Anthony Reynolds on top half dreaming with 41 points. So just take a quick browse at Anthony's team if my screen will load. Yes, so Anthony has Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Matt Red. Oh, no, sorry. Just reloading there. So he has the Usos as his team captain, so that's where he's getting most of his points from. But he also has Bailey, Kevin Owens, Orange Cassidy, who successfully defended the AW Atlantic title against Trent Seven. And we also have Jade Cargill and Santos Escobar. So a very good mix of WWE and AEW talent there. Usos primarily scoring big with obviously the captaincy with the Usos. Applying 24 points is what would have happened if Ross had put the captaincy on the Usos. So let that sink in with... Uh, you know, where, it, how things could have ended up. But then again, as you said, Jack, you know, the title defense for Brom Breaker at, um, deadline's probably going to be key. Currently sitting at the bottom of the table, we have, uh, Adam Callier with, I would happily let Cora Jade smack me with a skateboard. Uh, Elora May with Elora May or she may not. And, uh, also Gary Morris Ripley's Believe It or Not. So some quite creative team names there, but, you know, putting them into practice, it's, uh, doesn't reflect well on the, on the leaderboard so far. No, well, that's, that's a, that's a good start. Well, it's like, go, like, that's the, that's kind of pretty close to them as well. And they're getting points galore. Obviously, a lot of folk kind of taking, uh, the Usos of their caps. And I think the most picked wrestlers in, uh, the Western League this season is Finn Balor. He's an 11, po- he, he's taken, been taken 11 times by four Western League and the Usos be taken 10 times. So you see how valuable uh, the Usos are in this hot commodity this season. But we'll, I wasn't uh, expecting Finn Balor to be selected that many times. Nah, well, they, 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 they rec- game recognises game day. When you've got the three-time winner of the draft, I can find that. You know, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an old thing. The, 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 the thing with this season, I think I kind of explained that a bit last week, 
uh, with a pick like Finn Balor, maybe other picks as well, potentially like Kevin Owens uh, and AJ Styles, so to speak. They're mm. not ones that will win it. But see, when you're thinking about the different points you can get in the Rumble with like Iron Man, most eliminations, etc. Therefore, mm. that you can expect to last a long time in the Rumble. And oh, yeah. That's kind of I mean, a new push that Balor's getting on Judgment Day. He won't win the Rumble, but he'll definitely have a good show now, I think, and he'll be in that Rumble match for quite a long time. Yeah, I, reckon, I, I mean, I think in one of his first Rumble appearances, he actually lasted best part of an hour, so he could certainly go down as one of the Iron Men performers. So there's different strategies you've got to look at the Rumble, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a good time. Maybe a lot of folk in the last week have seen that, but also time will tell, time will tell. But there's a, also there's a point that we, we, we've started last season, Listeners League, Dave. We, we also we don't enter the Listeners League season, but we make a Listeners League team to beat as if we were in the Listeners League and, and yes. we construct a team from the pots. And, and we've done that again this season, all four of us. So I think this week, Dave, we'll reveal our two teams. And next week, Scott and Ryan will be their two teams because obviously we're going to be taking our Christmas break. We're not going to be doing a show for a couple of weeks. Then when we come back. We only have a couple of weeks left for the season anyway, so it's going to be mm-hmm. nice. yeah. Yeah, a pretty quick season for us. So Dave, Dave, talk us through your Listeners League team to me. Who, yes. who, who have you picked? Up? If you're in the Listeners League, this is the team you would have picked. Who, would you, who are you going for? So my first round pick is also my team captain. I went with Damage Control, the team of Eosky and Dakota Kai. And I've also learned that next week on SmackDown, they will be defending the women's tag titles against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. So that's a, a title defense right under there. Uh, number two is Braun Breaker. Bit of a no-brainer when it comes to NXT representation. Third pick is Solo Sokoa. Need a bit of a representation for the bloodline, given how much exposure they've been getting. You know, in terms, even just appearance points alone for Solo would certainly bump me up. Then I'm diving into the OC Judgment Day angle, where I've picked Mia Yim as my first female pick of the first female solo pick, I should say. And on AEW is saved for my last two picks. So we have the, the still undefeated TBS champion Jade Cargill as my fifth round pick. You know, regular title defenses, no losses yet. So I just hope that winning streak continues uh, right up until Royal Rumble. And then last but not least, the recently returning Malachi Black, someone who's going to be who sort of revitalized himself a little bit after some time away, and the House of Black is just coming for everyone on AW. So I reckon it would be a, a relatively safe last round pick just for and get some AW representation on the board. So yeah, I think I'm actually more pleased with my listeners' league team to beat than I am with my own actual team right now. Well, I mean, if, you, if that was your actual team, you'd have 17 points and now Dave instead of four. So you know, it, uh, there's like a your, your Listeners League team is, is, is far superior than your, uh, your <laughs> team that you've picked normally right now. But we don't, we'll, see, we'll see what happens when it comes to the end of the season. My team, also, I've, I've also done it this season as well. I've, I've picked the who I think will be the two Royal Rumble winners off the bat. I've got my captain, Rhea Ripley, and I've got a, a returning Cody Rhodes. Also, he won't have any points until the Royal Rumble. But, you know, I think, I think he will win it. Uh, the OC are a tag team that I picked for the next round. I've got Matt Riddle as well, who I expect to get well. Unfortunately, after all just happened on Raw uh, and then uh, since SmackDown, he's going to be out for, in quotation marks, six weeks. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I've got a nice a blessing. I've got Liv Morgan. So the, uh, that would have came to about 21 points for me this week as well, comparing it to my normal team, 27. So it's not not, not too far away from each other. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not too bad. So that's, that's our team to beat you know, next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, You've got all... 
you've got all WWE picks as well. You're pretty much going all in for the, the Royal Rumble season. And you've got a 3-2 split with a female majority. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. Yeah. Which is quite interesting, you know, given that the, the men's pool is significantly larger than the than the women's one. But what's really interesting is I think you've picked the two favourites to win the respective Royal Rumbles this year. So you could be, your listeners league team could be a massive scorer by the end of the season. No, I mind is I kind of, I think you kind of, I'm the, the last hit, I'm the last, I'm the last act. I think my listeners league team, I think you wait to get Royal Rumble night and you see I'll probably be a bit down low, then bang, mm. shoot all the way up. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But it was the next week. If you try right. Uh, well, right. It's, better, it's better than shooting early and finishing pretty prematurely. Uh, well, that's what happened to me last season, didn't it? <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> come on now, come on. <laughs> All right, tune in next week. Ryan Scott will have their listeners' league uh, team presented. It may not be them in the show, but you'll hear what their teams are anyway. But uh, Dave, we do. This season's already off to a great start. We have a pay per view off the bat. We do have NXT Vengeance Day. Deadline. We take a, a deadline, yeah. Vengeance Day, what, it's February or something like that? Yeah, Vengeance Day's February. Uh, so deadlines, we've got the two Iron Survivor matches tonight that features Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Casey, Axiom, Zoe Sark, Cora Jane, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James and Andy Hartwell. Ron Baker to win the title against Nicole Cruz. The New Day are facing pretty deadly for the tag titles. And Ala Fire versus Isla Dodd in a singles match. Now if you look at uh, the NXT representation and, and the draft, Dave, obviously... We've got Braun Breaker on two mm-hmm. points for, for Ross's Ross's team. That's Ross's captain. He'll be getting the, the captain retention points. But do you think after the week that the Usos have had that the, he'll, he'll make up that difference in the points that we would have got captain-wise versus if that makes sense? Yeah, for sure. Like, Braun Breaker's been carrying this rebranded NXT for that long. And to be honest, Apollo Crews doesn't seem like that much of a threat. But... You know, this could be maybe a potential heel turn for Apollo somewhere down the line. Maybe he could challenge for the North American title if Wesley can get past Dijak, probably. But yeah, Braun Breaker, captaincy win on pay-per-view, is going to do wonders for Ross. Uh, I still think he should have put the captaincy on the Usos to begin with, but you know what? Maybe he can still bounce back with a, a, a captaincy title win on pay-per-view. So yeah, I think Braun Breaker's got this in the bag. One thing that we've been hoping for as well that's obviously not turned out is that as, as it stands, Mandy Rose does not have a title match tonight. He's not in the pay-per-view. Mm. I think that was something he might have been betting on quite early and he's not got it. So it's... I wouldn't say it's a risk that's not paid off, but there's maybe other picks that he could have picked in round two instead of Mandy Rose now knowing that she's not going to be defending the title tonight. It's a bit a bit unfortunate for him, you've got to, you've got to say. Mm. I mean, is looking at the other second-round picks... The two higher, the, there's three that are joint with six points each. So we have the OC, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles all on six points for second round picks. Uh, unfortunately, just don't look at, uh, at like Sheamus or whatever because that's like minus one. <laughs> uh, we do have uh, Stevens got pretty deadly defending mm-hmm. against the New Day tonight, and. Uh, you would think pretty deadly would win. Mm. After the media call that Shawn Michaels had, are they going to win? This is quite interesting because I think the New Day would actually benefit a lot more these days if they were on NXT. I mean, because if you look at how they've been on SmackDown, 
they're kind of just another tag team now. They're not that, you know, captivating faction that used to be, like, obviously conspicuous with Big E's absence because of his neck injury. I reckon the New Day are at that position now where they could effectively, you know, act as gatekeepers for up-and-coming tag teams and capture that one tag team title that they've yet to to win. Because Pretty Deadly, I think, haven't exactly lit the NXT tag division on fire. They've had some pretty good matches with the Creeds, but albeit through dirty tactics and, you know, fluky wins and stuff, I reckon you could get a pretty interesting feud out of the New Day, Pretty Deadly, going forward, plus maybe a few other tag teams. You know, we could see New Day versus Indu Share, for example. We could see New Day versus The Creeds. I mean, just saying that out loud makes me want to makes me want to see it. So I think the New Day might actually have a chance here, which isn't good for Steven. Right, so we'll, 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 wait, we'll wait and see what happens to that. But obviously, you've got some NXT picks, Dave, that aren't appearing tonight. Wesley, you're the North American champion in the key alliance. You hope it'd be in the Irish Survivors match. is not, mm. not the case. But Is that a no-disqualification match, this Iron Survivor? I couldn't tell you. I think once you get pinned... Uh, you're out for like 90 seconds or something like that and you come back mm-hmm. in and everyone's going to lose that. This is the potential to be an absolute clusterfuck, but I can see potentially maybe the Keita Lions getting involved in some capacity to take out Zoe Stark. Because yeah, maybe. It has, to be, it has to be a face character that I think is probably going to win the Iron Survivor. I think the favourite for this is Roxanne Perez, who is on... Uh, no who seen. picked up Roxanne Perez? Was she undrafted? No Yep. Wow. Oh no, it's a Grant that picked Cora Jade, that's why I yeah. got confused. So the guy's got Cora Jade competing tonight. Scott's got Carmelo Hayes and Zoe Stark. I think he probably has one winner of the Iron Survivors match in there with Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I think that's a given. But here's another thing, Jack. Because obviously the Iron Survivors is sort of a points-based um, match, does a pinfall count as a win? Or is it just going to count as, you know, whoever wins the whole match is just a, a normal win? I don't have a Scooby. I don't because know. normally when we do gauntlet matches, we record every pin as a win. It's but, that variant of the gauntlet match, isn't it? It is a bit, but also if you get pinned, you have to incur the 90-second penalty. Does, it, does that mean like every time their, their person gets pinned... Then that would count as a loss. Yeah, you'd think that. Okay, right. This is uh, obviously because it's a new concept. I think the, I think this has just created a bit of uh, bit of discussion around how the scoring is going to work here. As much as when, it, when it, clarification on that, and, and the, the best of seven series as well, is like as, as each one of that a title mm. win. I would argue it's not. no. I think it's only the last pin to win the title would win your yeah. title match. No, I, I think people are saying that you should be getting the title one each win. But I don't. You're not winning the title. No, then. we established that early on. Yeah, I think each each match um, up to the point where the team wins the titles, it just counts as a regular one pin, one win. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. But I think that's I think that's I think that's us for this week. I think we kind of covered everything that we've 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 got to kind of cover this week, and we've kind of we'll, we'll see uh, what happens next week when whoever's on the show will. Well, don't break down how the scoring works in the Iron Survivor matches. Also, we're not entirely sure that's a discussion that'll be had later on. I'm sure once the show comes out and Stephen can 
<laughs> in line as all, but it's, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure, Dave. Thank you for being someone's, here. Someone's going to be furious uh, with the way that match gets scored, I can tell you that much. Absolutely, absolutely. There'll be arguments to be had in the draft chat. The draft chat will be muted. <laughs> but uh, oh, I, thanks for coming yeah. on, Dave. Yeah, no problem. I'm hoping I can uh, make up for my absence last week. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week. Hope you enjoy uh, the, the pay-per-view tonight. You stay up to, to watch it. And yeah, tune in next week. And you'll find out how the scoring's done out from that. So we'll catch you later on. Bye-bye, everyone. See ya. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on the Suplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check out on the East Seek Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.